Dish Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast. A food writer and critic for Milwaukee Magazine, the lovely, talented Ann Christensen, and me, not so lovely, need to lose weight, DJ Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect. On this week's edition of This Bites, uh, we're going to talk about Birria tacos. Uh, this really interesting trend, and uh, Anne did a little kind of little uh, take on where to get some of these uh, tasty, comforting tacos uh, filled with some amazing broth. And then uh, we're also going to talk about Anne's interview with Dana Spandet, uh, Flower Girl and the Flame, uh, does these great pizzas. And speaking of pizzas, mm-hmm. when I get into Uncle Wolfie's, aka Uncle Puppies, that's what I call them, Uncle Puppies, they're doing a pizza pop up. And then we have some news about a new restaurant coming to Harambe. And we got some news and update about Fat Dumpling. And we're going to talk about something for Black History Month, uh, a food writer that I truly admire. Uh, we're going to get into that as well. But let's kick it off. Birria Tacos, Ann. You, uh, in the latest issue of Milwaukee Magazine, you know, yeah. there's a trend. There's several places, uh, been doing it for a while, and the trend's picking up, and there's more places doing them. Yeah. In fact, many more places doing them. They just seem to be like coming out of the woodwork, all these places that have them. Basically, the idea is, you know, this is a trendy food right now. Where can you get it? So, you know, I did a little bit of um, description about what it is. And you and I have talked about it before. It's, you know, it's a stew and it can be made with goat meat. That's, that's one of the traditional ways of making it, but you'll, you'll find it made with beef or lamb. It's, it's made sometimes with Mm. chicken. Um, I actually heard about a place that was doing a a vegan version with jackfruit and essentially this whole taco business is, you know, um, the meat is, is, you know, marinated, um, and they in this kind of chili laced broth, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's also served with that consomme. The tacos are also served with that stew as a consomme that you dip your taco in. So the meat goes in the taco, gets fried up on a skillet with cheese, mm-hmm. and you've got kind of a queso birria taco, and then you dip it in this consomme. Mm. So it's essentially like what it, you know, telling people what it is and a few places that you can get it. Now, the photo that we had taken for the magazine shows um, the, the birria tacos from Lazo's Taco Shack on um, downtown. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, you and I were talking about this earlier this year, I think, this place called Chucho's Red Tacos. I think originally it was called Chewy's Ta- yeah, Red, Chewy's Tacos, Red Tacos. Yeah, But it's a food truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called it's Chucho's now. Yeah. Um, but they're yeah, really popular. Like, they could not even keep this stuff in stock. People <laughs> were, like, you know, lining up to get these tacos. You know what I mean? So I've since found these tacos at... Um, Daily Taco and Cantina, which is um, a, a new place opened by the people that own the Chile, which is yeah. was in the news recently because mm-hmm. it had a fire and, and mm-hmm. shuttered the whole restaurant. So, um, but you can get them, um, and they do ground wagyu beef or lamb. Oh wow! Okay, That's fancy. And there's also I've also found them 
Yeah, it's very fancy, but I found an even fancier version of them at La Dama, which is the restaurant that replaced Crazy Water down in Walker's Point oh, yeah. on 2nd Street. La, they're they're doing, doing it, it as a lamb shank birria with pazia consomme, chickpeas, onions, and cilantro. Um, sounds delicious. Um, so, I mean... I'd rather, I rather have it lamb. I think yeah. lamb would go well with the consomme, like better, better than a beef. Better with, with the consomme, like, yeah. The lamb kind of gaminess, kind of like, yeah, I feel like it'd be a more, and it's, I don't know, I feel the lamb's juicier. I don't know. I think so. Like, it's been around. It's not like something new. But I guess the question was how I was trying to curious, like, why it blew up. And I guess basically it was in L.A. Yeah, it was in L.A. Um, some people who were, like, had other jobs open a place in L.A. Uh, back in 2015. Uh, Biria uh, Gonzalez, I think it was the name of the place. South Central L.A. Like, I think a lot of food trends probably happen in L.A. <laughs> um and um and I guess people started like Instagram. Blame Instagram for this. According to, like it was an Instagram post on November fourth, two thousand eighteen. According to this article, where it posted a photo of a, a beer taco from this place in South Central L.A., and then that photo went viral in L.A., and people were like clamoring over it, getting it, and then other people got some, took photos of it. Other people saw it. Other, like kind of this viral kind of spread because people won't saw it, want it more, and like so. It yeah, became an Instagram, Instagram craze, photos, right? Photos are very powerful advertising for people. You think about it, and then it just spread like wildfire, right? Well, it took a little while to get here, but um, yeah, I that that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I did not know how it started it being so popular in the in the United States. And then and then Vasquez, one of the guys, he opened. One of the other guys who did a, I'm trying to understand this, did a place, opened a place called Teddy's Red Tacos in 2016. Mm -hmm. You know, so there was like this little thing happened in L.A. where people started opening little ones, little shops all over L.A. Um, this is a story in Eater magazine. It's really fascinating, like the original. And you know why they're, why they're called Red Tacos, too, because the tortilla gets fried mm. in this oil that has the, the chilies and the... the, the the red chilies, yeah. So it takes on that kind of color of the red. So that's where the red taco comes from. Uh, one of the places I like is El Talaca Teca. Mm -hmm. They have all types of uh, birrias. They have like the burrito. They have uh, uh, the, the quesadilla. Um, um, they have ramen, which I've started seeing more of. There's a lot of people start making birria ramen. Ramen birria? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, but they also known for this like eighteen inch, eighteen inch. I think it's eighteen inch, uh, birria taco. I got that once. Like wow. that's the gigantic thing. There's like, yeah. So that's they're that they're known for that one. That's their claim to fame. Is giant birria taco. Um, so cool. You can check out uh, Ann's uh, piece over at MilwaukeeMag.com. Coming on this bites, we're continuing our conversation with Anne's interview. Uh, she did with Dana Spandet of Flower Girl and Flame. We'll be right back. Every time you tune into 88.9, you discover something new. Your musical horizons expand, or you journey to a new corner of Milwaukee. Our programming introduces you to new artists, finds hope and inspiration in our community, and connects you to your neighbors. 
If you enjoy Radio Milwaukee, then we invite you to make another discovery, the power of membership. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to learn more. Support for this Bites comes from Society Insurance, an insurance company serving up a smorgasbord of coverages to businesses in the hospitality industry. Fullest of Society's coverages, as well as tips for clean and safe operations, are available at societyinsurance.com. Now we're back. This bites the wonderful Ann Christian, food writer and critic from Milwaukee Magazine, and little old me. Uh, you did a recent interview. We were trying to actually do an interview for this bites. It just never worked. But you finally got to interview mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. me. Like all the times you leave me out of everything. I get mm-hmm. it. It's cool. Yeah, that's exactly what it's about. It's about leaving you out of this. It's yeah. like high school all over again here. But <laughs> anyway, you got a chance to interview Dana Spandit of the very popular Flower Girl and Flame, kind of the pizza pop up. Well, there's been a pizza. Yeah, she's been doing pop ups over at Zocalo Food Truck Park. What's the story behind Dana and this Flower Girl? Sounds like a Marvel character in the MCU. Like you know. it kind of does, doesn't it? Well, Dana is the executive chef of a catering business in West Dallas called Tall Guy and a Girl Catering. And, um, you know, they do a lot and, and sort of the background on, on how this whole pizza venture, which is a separate kind of a separate venture came about is, um, you know, when you cater a lot of events, a lot of them tend to be weddings. And in 2020, a lot of weddings got postponed because of COVID. So one of the interests that that um, Dana developed was wood-fired pizza. Um, and she built a pizza oven and she started getting really into it, um, perfecting pizzas. Um, and using ingredients from her garden and drizzling on honey from the bees that she keeps. She also keeps chickens too. She raises chickens. Um, she's got all these interests going on. Okay. I know she's just kind of this Renaissance woman does so many different things. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so she started this food, you know, this, these food pop-ups And then she acquired like a giant trailer, which is another story, kind of how she got the trailer. So that trailer can make um, the the pop-ups a little bit more mobile. So she's been able to go to different places around town. Like Mm -hmm. I caught up with her in Washington Heights last fall. She was outside um, doing pizzas outside of Urban Sense Florist in in Washington Heights. But anyway, so she's doing these pop-ups with pizza but it's taken on a different life in that her her um, employer, or actually the owner of Tall Guy and a Grill Catering, he's now her her partner, her business partner with um, Flower Girl and mm. Flame, which is the name of her pizza business, and she's going to open a location in West Dallas. So that's you know an actual brick and mortar location, a pizza place. So that's what mm. that's all you know. Some of these things that we talked about. She's been really busy. So, um, so something good came out of COVID for her in that this whole different pizza venture is actually going to be like a sit down restaurant at some point this year. Yeah. That's, uh, I haven't had the pizza. I keep missing out. Like is a pop-up still going on at uh, Zocalo? I think so. You have to check their schedule because they do different pop-ups yeah. there. Um, okay. but check it out. She's been doing periodically doing pop-ups now. I don't know. We had that cold snap. 
So I don't know if, um, you know, that's affected any of the pop-ups, but um, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome pizza. Mm. You've had it. I've had it. I, when I, when I found her in Washington Heights last fall and she was doing that pop-up, that's when I tried it. Um, so, um, which, one, which pizza did you have? I had, um, this pizza that had pork belly on it actually. Um, and she, she okay. does all these different kinds of, of pizza, a lot of them with seasonal ingredients, but this one happened to have pork belly on it. It was really delicious. And it's kind of, you know, it's that mm. chewy wow. crust that, that puffy, it gets kind of charred on the edges, but oh. you know what I mean? It, it yeah, has that sort best. of. It's a little bit in the realm of Neapolitan style pizza, um, but uh, it's it's just really really good, yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure if she's doing the pop ups right now at Zocalo. There's been you know other different pop ups like Dairyland's been doing pop ups there, and Bryant's um, Cocktail Lounge has been doing pop ups there as well. Well, Dairyland is actually I think Dairyland's actually uh, permanent there at Zocalo. That's a permanent location. Oh, it is. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I had Dairyland. I finally, they delivered. So I, cause I, I wasn't going out in this cold weather because yeah, I'm not going back outside till it's 70. Uh, I had it, I had I some uh, burgers and fried chicken sandwich delivered. I ate both of them. Like the, you just like wolf them down. Like the piggy I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when you're hungry, you're hungry, Tariq. There's a point sometimes where I can't even see my feet anymore. But anyway, I digress. Speaking of pizza, yeah. Speaking of pizza, uh, as you know, we mentioned that pizza is a big trend and it's happening. It's like, oh my gosh, is it a trend? Yeah. And including Uncle Wolfie's. Uncle Wolfie's is doing a pizza pop up starting this weekend, today. Well, it's it's Friday really and Saturday. It's just a two day pop up, so I don't know yeah. after that. But yeah, they've yeah, got just today and tomorrow, and uh, it looks like they have three types of flavors. They have mm-hmm. a vegan pizza, uh, roasted garlic, or twelve inch pizzas. They're vegan pizza, roasted garlic, uh, fermented peppers, arugula, and vegan cheese from Dead Bird Brewery. That sounds a lovely name there. For yeah, brewery. right. Uh, pork belly pizza, which we mentioned before from uh, uh, Flower Girl and Flame. They have a pork belly pizza with maple, braised maple, bourbon, pork belly, or broccoli rob, and vinaigrettes. And mm-hmm. sausage pizza, house made Italian sausages, pickled banana peppers, and red onion. Very mm-hmm. simple ingredients, you know, not overloading all the different ingredients, you know, let the flavor shine through. Um, so, Friday and Saturday, um, I don't know if, uh, so you can pick up on Friday, you can order. I don't know if this still be available while this show airs, but you might be able to get Saturdays. Yeah. So there's also some add-on available. You can get add-on rice balls, fried rice balls, which are arancini, um, mm-hmm. or you can add on a salad, or you can add on wine. Add on a salad. Sa- sa- is that like French? What's what's salad? Yeah. Is that a, like is that a Latin leafy green yeah, vegetable? Sounds thing. foreign language there. Salad. I never. That's, I know. That's a weird word. I never even heard that word before. I know. So Uncle Wolfie's uh, doing pizza pop-ups. Whether, maybe if they're successful, then maybe they keep on the menu. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we got some update. Remember Fat Dumplings? Yeah. P-H-A-T? I do. 
Fat Dumbling, created by the couple, Christian Schwab and Jeff Marquardt, um, posted uh, on their individual Facebook page and on Instagram that they are taking a break from mm-hmm. the pop-up. Temporary break, hopefully. And they mentioned they have a, still have a passion for dumplings, but, uh, you know, they needed some time. They needed some income. Um, so they needed to take care of themselves, basically, self-care, mm-hmm. which is fine. That's, people need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out also Christian Schwab also got a job at Fiserv. He's a chef there. Yeah. A great opportunity for her. And I know they want to come back to the dumplings, so don't fret. And I know they've been talking about having a physical location uh, for the dumplings. I don't know when they're planning it, so that's that's in the works. So just give me a heads up. Fat Dumplings taking a much-needed break. Um, can't wait to have them back and hopefully in a physical location where I can get dumplings anytime I want. I know, because you you were the person that made them sell out of of dumplings earlier in their, their yeah. pop-up run. And someone took the beef curry, and I was so mad. I wanted every one, and like, uh, like I was really upset. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's a little update on fat dumpling. So hopefully, we'll eventually have a full fledged dumpling place in Milwaukee. Yay. That would be great. That would be great. Uh, we want to close out. It's been a weird this bites, and I apologize. Just, uh, just this weather is weird, and uh, but I want to close out like it's it's Black History Month, and I wanted to share somebody I, I truly admire. Um, Facebook friends, and I thought people should get to know who she is. I've talked about her in the past. Her name is Tony Tipton Martin. I actually got a chance to meet her a few years ago uh, in Chicago during some James Beard event or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I got a chance to talk to her, and uh, she was just like, who the, Who are you? Uh, who, who? I don't know you. Get away from me. Um, <laughs> she didn't say that. She was thinking that, but she didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Tony Tipton Martin, uh, I got like several of her books. The one uh, she released a few years ago called Jemima Code. Uh, it's a big, great coffee table book. It's like a history of cookbooks by black authors mm-hmm. in the history. Okay. Where just like you go through it, go look at it. It's just a gorgeous book. So she's really a great historian. She's also the new editor of Cook's Country, which is America Tech's Kitchens magazine. Mm-hmm. She's a new editor of that, um, which I didn't know. That just happened back in uh, September. I guess I missed that. Um, but, like, if you go to her Facebook page, we'll share links to that. Um, she's been, like, celebrating history, historical facts, co- black culinary historic facts for Black History Month. Really some cool stuff on her Facebook. But I just want to talk about, we haven't done, like, a cookbook roundup in a while. I I, I bought this book. I'm showing, like, this to Anne because we're on video, but you don't, can't see it either. But... I bought this book called Jubilee, uh, which she put out, was it last year? I think it was last year. Um, it's recipes from two centuries of African-American cooking. And uh, I thought it was a perfect book to talk about for Black History Month. And basically, it's celebrate. I mean, it literally goes through history, breaks it down into different categories of, of, of dishes, from beverages to side dishes to seafood to meats to vegetables, um, dishes I never even thought that were, you know, you know I never heard of. Um, of course, you have like, uh, black Eyed Peas dishes in here, which is a very, you know, centric to black culture and African culture. They have a dish called Nigerian Black Eyed Pea Fritters, which I would love to make. Um, sounds really good, actually. They have okra gumbo. So they have different types of gumbo in here as well. Um, seafood gumbo. And they have like how you make chicken stock. The soup section is great. Peanut soup. 
Uh, the photos are beautiful. Green gumbo, um, broccoli salad. That's I think is a great book to get for, you know, not just Black History Month, but anytime and cook mm-hmm. anytime. You don't have to cook it during Black History Month. Cook it any 12 months out of the year. Um, so it's, it's a very, it's, a, it's like the diaspora of African-American cooking. Uh, it's like braised celery. I never even heard of that. Like this is a thing. Um, and it looks really good. Um, it's like meat drippings, celery. Like I never thought of having celery as a dish. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like using stocks or salads or tuna salad, but not as a kind of a main, a main ingredient of a side dish. Right. And I guess the thing about it, like African Americans, black people basically, especially during slave times and whatever, uh, during slavery and even after slavery, you know, they didn't have wealth. They had to make the best of what they had. Mm-hmm. So, and they, and their, their creativity, innovation, they created some amazing things with very little. Um, and she definitely showcased some of these amazing dishes. Some dishes are very lush and amazing. Some dishes are very simple. Everything from Jamaican jerk ribs to homestyle fried chicken, um, all types of fried chicken dishes in here. <laughs> Creole fried chicken, buttermilk fried chicken, roast turkey, Louisiana barbecue shrimp. I could go on and on and on, but um, there's even a great dessert section. Um, definitely worth checking out. Definitely check out Tony Tipton Martin, her work, her writing. Um, Check out our Facebook page. She's been sharing really some interesting facts on our Facebook page, uh, historical facts. Um, and then the Jemima Code, there's a Facebook page for that. Um, it's a great book, by the way, if you haven't checked it out. Um, I just want to share one fact, if I can get it up here. Sure. There's a story about before uh, Julia Child ever appeared on television, there was Lena Richard, an uh, 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 African-American woman, hosts a weekly cooking show on New Orleans' first television station, WDSU, teaching viewers a thing or two about how to make gumbo. And this is before Julia Child on TV. Oh, wow. So, basically, people think Julia Child is the first person, you know, TV and, you know, but actually it was Lena Richards. Um, and she has photos of it. So, like, just check her page out. Really cool stuff up there. That wraps up this week's edition of This Bites. This Bites is edited by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the Licensed Lab with support from Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites. Find us on iTunes, NPR, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Remember, feedback's important, so please rate and review. Maybe not this episode, but other episodes. <laughs> and as always, and stay hungry. And keep the malort cold. Have a great weekend. You too.